Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, author of fantasy, romance, and all of the perfect places they intersect. I'm here with my first cup of coffee. Hmm. Oh, I needed that more than I knew. <clears throat> I'm also a little froggy this morning, not sure why. Today is Tuesday, December 8th, <coughs> second week of December, and uh, here we are, rocketing towards the end of 2020. I am a bit later this morning, thus the increased sun dappling for those of you on video. If um, you miss the live Instagram video, I do save it on IGTV. I should see if I can translate those over to YouTube because um, I know not everybody likes to watch on Instagram. I'll, I'll look into that. I don't know if there's a way to do it or not. I'm sure that they don't want me to do it. So, so let's see. It has been an eventful uh, few weeks for me on the business front. And I have not been able to talk about it because things have been <clears throat> in motion and so forth. And so that's my um, rare, uh, what's the word I want, exception maybe, uh, to my resolution to be honest and forthright with you guys about the writer's life and the writer's business. Sometimes I cannot tell you things in the moment because it, would affect what's going on. That said, um, here is a, a full spilling of the sometimes um, not so bright side of being a career author, especially these days. I don't know if it's especially these days. Maybe I'll take that back because I know that um, this sort of thing has been happening all along. It seems particularly pointed now. For those of you not part of the publishing business, there have been a couple of major mergers lately. Major mergers, modern major merger general. And Simon and Schuster, I forget which way did it go. Did Simon and Schuster acquire Random Penguin? Which And Random Penguin was already the merger of Penguin, Pocket Penguin and Random House. And now they're combined with Simon & Schuster. I think Random Penguin bought Simon & Schuster. I might have it backwards. You can look it up. Anyway, the uh, Big Five, it used to be the Big Six a couple of years ago, and is now down to the Big Five, or was down to the Big Five, and now it's down to the Big Four. All of these mega corporations, um, mega conglomerating. And there's a lot of contraction as a result of that in the publishing world. Uh, traditional publishing. This is all traditional publishing side. So, uh, I'm getting the spotlight from the sun. Here comes the sun. It was only after I spent time in Scotland and Ireland that it really drove home to me uh, how powerful those words were for 
someone who had grown up in England, the sometimes rare appearances of the sun do feel miraculous. Anyway, so uh, because of the pandemic, uh, things have gotten compressed that way as well. You know, fewer print book sales. And one of the bizarre things to me, um, enduringly bizarre things to me about traditional publishing, is they continue to persist uh, in relying, counting on print sales. They only care about print sales. They actually don't even count ebook sales into their metrics. And and there are reasons for this, and I've heard good explanations, such as you know, that their profit margin is so much greater on print books. However, it's um, just generally feels ridiculous <laughs> because, for instance, um, all of my books earn out on ebook sales, not necessarily on print, but then they regard me as not having earned out, even though they pay me money in royalties. You know, I earn out my advance. Um, the way that works is they give you an advance against royalties. So it's not really like free money up front. They're just giving you money up front in anticipation of you selling well, and then you will. Uh, all your royalties, your actual sales, go towards paying off your advance, and then after that you get money, and that's gravy. Well, <laughs> even though they count ebook sales towards paying off your advance, which, I mean, thank God it's never occurred to them not to do that, they, when they're figuring out whether or not a book is successful, they only count print sales. So, and they're so obsessively focused on print sales that I learned uh, some inside information yesterday that uh, a famous editor um, who is very good at science fiction and fantasy has been asked to concentrate on acquiring inspirational romance of the sort that can be sold in Walmart because they want those Walmart print sales. Walmart is one of the few places still selling lots of print books. So that's uh, a quickish state of the industry thing. Uh, so then my news is, is that St. Martin's decided to pass on Dark Wizard. We had given them Dark Wizard as the option book, and they decided to pass on it with very gracious and wonderful regrets. Um, editor Jenny loved the book. Apparently the whole team loved the book, but they feel like they're not able to sell fantasy romance, romantic fantasy, uh, in the breakout way that they would like to be able to sell it. Breakout meaning, I don't know, selling in Walmart. It didn't sell in Walmart. Um, even though my ebook sales have been robust, especially during the pandemic, because people are buying books on their Kindles and so forth. So I knew about this before Thanksgiving, and that was part of my sadness before Thanksgiving because I was bitterly disappointed. And Agent Sarah and I also had some misunderstandings. And we have gone back and forth since then and talked things out. And we talked yesterday afternoon. And she, um, I mean, if it's all good. We're all 
in a good place now. But it is one reason why I would always encourage you, for those of you who do have agents, or if you ever do have an agent, is to make sure to have those heart-to-heart -heart conversations. Because, uh, you know, as with all relationships, there can be misunderstandings. And I felt like Sarah did not love the book. And she was talking about it in terms of marketing that she felt like she wouldn't be able to sell the book to trad because everybody's doing that. Eh, fantasy romance is dead. Don't quote me on that because nobody said that, but they're all feeling like they, you know, like they can't get fantasy romance to be the next 50 shades of gray, which is what they all want. Or they want, you know, like, Mexican Gothic is, is the bestseller. So, you know, like everyone's like, Ooh, we want, um, you know, own voices, magical realism, because this is a bestseller. And it's a bizarre thing about trad. Another bizarre thing about trad, because if they all say, Oh, well, we want a book like Mexican Gothic. If we come up with the idea now and they buy it from us and we write it, and even if you're a fast writer and you get that book to them in three months, they still, it still won't get published for like two years, which is well after uh, Mexican Gothic being hot. So those are funny things. Um, anyway, uh, the, so this is the news that I alluded to last week is that I am going to self-publish Dark Wizard. Yay. Which it's actually turned out to be really serendipitous timing because of having been at Romance Author Mastermind Weekend and really feeling um, feeling the self-publishing excitement and that I can really make money off of this book, which would be very helpful for our financial situation. So... Um, I am going to, I've got Raven working on the cover and I am going to have Dark Wizard out in February. I will put up a pre-order link soon. I probably should have done that before this announcement. Maybe I should like run and do that because I know some of you will want to <laughs> buy Dark Wizard, uh, which for which I'm extremely grateful. One of the things that was interesting about Romance Author Mastermind Weekend was just, I talked about this some in my podcast yesterday, uh, you know, like the different circles of authors, but also the different circles of readers. And there are so many readers out there who have never, you know, who do not buy paper books, much less from Walmart. Um, they buy all ebooks. Maybe they buy mostly on Kindle Unlimited. Uh, the circles of readers who are um, invested in in buying books, you know, can make for a wonderful career for an author, even if they're not out there in numbers great enough for traditional publishing to be interested, especially when there are these mega corporations. These mega corporations are looking for huge, huge dollar amounts, um, you know, for them. A couple hundred thousand dollars is nothing. It's a drop in the bucket. Whereas for a regular person, that's money to live on for a year, right? And I do think it's um, one of 
the problems with with the way our society is right now with mega corporations running the world is I do think that they have such a distorted view of of money and what's adequate profit that it it really I think that's contributing to the you know like the shrinking middle class and so forth but we won't go there I, I know I already went there but um, we won't go there further so um, I'm, it's funny looking at the screen. I look mostly like this floating face <laughs> I lighted in the sun. I am that person though, that if we were like actually having coffee together and we were, let's imagine we are sitting at a sidewalk cafe and having our coffee and it's morning and we are watching people heading to work and it's bustling and maybe there's a lovely river nearby and the sun is coming up and the sun is tipped over a building and it's shining in my face and you being my considerate friend say oh do you want to move so the sun's not in your face and I say no no actually I love it I want the sun in my face I'm that person I will always be the one who will sit in the hot sunny chair with the sun in my face and be utterly happy so uh while I was um I feel like a, a Jane Austen heroine um, suffering from disappointed hopes that I did not receive the offer from Mr. Bingley um, and his, what did Bingley have, 10000 a year? I forget. Or was that Darcy? I think Darcy owned half of Derbyshire, so it was like the miserable half. Uh, yeah, I hoped for a big deal for Dark Wizard, and instead of a big deal, I got no deal. But I do think that it's serendipitous because one of the things about the bad old days was if you're, and this happened to many, many authors, sometimes mid-series, that if your publisher decided, no, that you weren't worth the investment anymore, then you were pretty much fucked. There wasn't anything to do. And now not only do I have the option to self-publish, but looking at the metrics that people shared over the weekend um, comparing how they had done in traditional publishing. And these were people who had actually been bestsellers in traditional publishing. And then how much money they were making in self-publishing. <laughs> they were making so much more money that I think that this was meant to be. And I know that I am the person who will, you know, make the best of things regardless. But I do think that everything came together in exactly the right way. So, the way things stand is uh, Golden Griffin and the Bear Prince will come out in January. And then Dark Wizard will come out in February. And for the rest of the year, I am going to be concentrating on self-published releases. And so I will be releasing both series, uh, pretty much alternating. The sequel to Dark Wizard, which I believe I will call Bright Familiar will be out i think i decided in something like april i'm going to try to do the dark wizard trilogy every three to four months next year and i'll keep going with the heirs of magic series so uh i'm i'm excited i'm on raven's calendar uh my cover designer to make me beautiful covers make you beautiful covers for all of these books and um I'm I'm feeling very good about it. Uh, 
I think, you know, what happens when you, when you uh, suffer from disappointed hopes like that, that, um, you know, of course you're going to grieve because you're giving up the fantasy, the dream of what might have been. But at the same time, once you get through that, you realize that, um, that there's opportunity there. And, and I do think that sometimes I, you know, I, I don't want to make it sound like I'm being Pollyanna ish or, um, and whatever the reverse of sour grapes would be, uh, sweet grapes. Well, it turns out that these grapes are even sweeter <laughs> than the ones I would have had. But in this case, I really think it's true. I think that, um, I think Dark Wizard is a wonderful book. Something I did was I actually had, um, well, I think I could say it here. Uh, many of you may have seen that uh, wonderful agent Jennifer Utten, who's a good friend of mine, announced yesterday that she was leaving agenting. I knew this a little bit earlier because she and I had talked about it, but I had asked her to read Dark Wizard to tell me if I was crazy um, because all these other readers like Dorinda and Grace had talked about what a wonderful book it was, but what the way that it got turned down and some of the miscommunications that Sarah and I had, um, I asked Jen if she would read it for me and she did and gave me a wonderful, insightful editorial letter. Um, and so she's hanging out her shingle as a freelance editor now. And I really recommend her because she gave me some very useful tweaks for the book. And I don't think that those are things that got in the way of it being acquired. I mean, one of the things I could have done was revise and we could have tried to submit it to Trad anyway. But I think that that's not going to be profitable. Um, I don't think that's a good path to go down. I think that that you guys are going to love Dark Wizard. Um, Jen loved Dark Wizard. So I will uh, link to her freelance editing site. And now, now with the way that the sun's coming in, I've got like the half bright profile, half dark profile. <laughs> this is me. Now, I know those of you who aren't in video can't see, but um, it's kind of funny. It's like uh, the bright Jeffy and the dark Jeffy. Uh, but I'm, I'm feeling really good and excited about these things and I'm excited for dark wizard. And I think this is such a great world and I am, I'm going to be writing in it for a long time, I think, because there are so much possibility in this world. So that's my exciting news. Um, and I will start getting those pre-order links up. So on that note, I'm going to go work on Golden Griffin and the Bear Prince. I've got like 9,000 words left to finish this book. Then I'll revise that, do a bit of revising on Dark Wizard, get both of those up. And um, yeah, I think uh, it's, it's all here. Turn my face up to the sun to fully. It, it's all bright, Jeffy. So I hope that you all have a wonderful Tuesday. I hope that uh, even if you may suffer from disappointed hopes, that they lead to brighter possibilities for you. And I'll remind you that first cup of coffee 
is part of the Frolic Media Podcast Network, and you will find more podcasts you love at frolic.media slash podcasts. And I will talk to you all on Thursday. Take care. Bye-bye.